0: Ah, yes, including today, four more episodes to go. Another topic I was so stoked to write about have been naturally occurring celestial events and especially how primitive humans observe them. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada and only one week away from its anniversary. At the turn of the century, a century ago before that, thousands of people across southeastern United States gathered to witness a rare and spectacular sight as the moon cast its shadow across the sun and darkened the skies. This ominous day in weather history. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) all right. I will grant you that there was hardly anything especially primitive about North America in the year 1900, but I'd like to have a bit of fun that way when comparing just how far we have evolved technologically since then this event happened on the morning of may 28 1900 we had just changed centuries when a total solar eclipse was so perfect and the conditions so clear that it could be seen from new orleans louisiana to norfolk virginia this provided a picture perfect vantage point for anyone within an astounding over 900 25 miles. That's basically 1,500 kilometers of open sky. It's just too bad that it was not in an era of modern digital photography so that we could have had potentially trillions of images for all to see. Those around for this got to witness the moon completely obscuring the sun for around one to two minutes in all of those locations. Now, for the nerdy part of the story, because come on, it's me, your host, Chris May. You know me, weather nerd, space nerd, sci-fi nerd. This is in my wheelhouse. Among the excited sky watchers were teams of scientists and volunteers who stood ready to document a variety of atmospheric conditions with the hope of advancing meteorological science. Nice, <laughs> this is what I tuned in for. And get this, for one of the first times in history, we discovered how an eclipse affects Earth's atmosphere. Ooh, not so primitive after all, hey, Chris May? All right, all right, all right. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective, and oftentimes they will include visuals from that day's event, from when it happened, in weather history so after listening to the full story go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history the teams were set up in a carefully selected region and on a specifically targeted site newbury south carolina so why here The Weather Bureau scientists poured over recorded surveys they had of historical meteorological conditions across southeast in an effort to determine the perfect location to conduct their observations during the eclipse. What would make it perfect? Clear skies for starters. So let's check out historical cloud cover analyses. They did a thorough examination of the cloudiness observations from the years 1897, 98, and 99 in surveying this material that I remind you was from data created two centuries back, they were able to determine that the least cloudy conditions were likely to occur in Georgia and South Carolina on May 28, 1900, this day in weather history. How in the world did they, at that time, and without the resources we have today, figure this out? It is a mystery, nay, a miracle to me. But whatever. Newbury, South Carolina, here we come. Let's just hope their 1900 style techniques from their 19th century data was reliable. Fortunately for the weather bureau scientists, their bet on Newbery paid off magnificently. They not only had a perfect location, but they forecast an area with ideal weather conditions for viewing the eclipse along much of that incredible 925 mile or 1500 kilometer track. I call that the grand slam of forecasts. One Weather Bureau observer out of Alabama boasted, and I got to quote this, never in astronomical history had a total eclipse of the sun been observed under more favorable conditions. (laughs) Wow. All right, cowboy, cool your spurs. There's a great big world outside, so humble down a bit. (laughs) Just enjoy the win, all right, on this day in weather history. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us if you would, please. It's on a five-star system, and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there. Very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is May 29th, and that makes it episode 363. With now down to our final three episodes to go until our anniversary, we will still look forward to looking back on the Barry Tornado of 85 and the Oregon flood of 48. But tomorrow, I tell you a story of a shipwreck that involved the most unusual circumstances. That's tomorrow. On this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May.